Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. (laughs) Never, ever, ever try to be a jerk, but sometimes the job is what the job is, right? Just happens. Yeah. There is no consolation prizes. There is no, we were just as close as horseshoes and hand grenades. We tried really hard. None of that. Nope. You did some things well, as you always do. Well, except when you're playing the Chicago Bears on a Thursday night at home on Amazon Prime Video, and when you're playing the Giants, who were at that point 1-5 and and hadn't scored a touchdown in a month and a half. You usually do some things well. And yesterday was proof of that once again. You did some things well. But ultimately, you did way more things wrong than you did well. Not very good. No. That's how you get to 5-11, coach. Not very good. Exactly. I've been trying to tell you that, but your ass is on the golf course instead of on the sidelines. The commanders dropped to 4-6. and six. <clears throat> Ron Rivera... Through 10 games, and I'm going to steal this from my buddy Grant Paulson and give him credit. Three and seven after 10 games in 2020. Four and six, 2021. Five and five last year, 2022, before it kind of all fell apart. And four and six here in 2023. The Commanders and Ron Rivera now 13, eight and one. In weeks 8 through 14, under Ron Rivera. Usually, this is their time. You want to say to shine? Whatever. Their time to be better. They had the potential to win that game yesterday. They had the potential to win that game. If they could have made... A play. If they could have found a way to just step up when you needed to step up the most. And they didn't. It's that simple. I mean, we could sit here and talk about it. Sam the man. 
slinging Sammy Howell and Eric Bieniemy and confidence pies and is he the franchise quarterback and is he this and is he that and all of that stuff. We and that will be discussed throughout the week. But here's the bottom line. You are what you are. As smarter people than me once used to say and once said. You are what your record says you are. You're 4 and 6. I usually say you are a mediocre football team at best. You're not a mediocre football team. You're a subpar football team. You are an organization and a football roster and coaching staff that continuously gets in your way. Your own way. That simply makes mind-numbing mistakes, decisions, and choices to put yourself behind the eight ball so that you lose games like yesterday instead of winning. Now, occasionally you win those. Occasionally, you get a horseshoe stuck up your 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 backside, right? And you walk away with a win. That usually happens against pedestrian offenses and pedestrian quarterbacks like Mac Jones and the New England Patriots or Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. That's when that usually happens. Geno Smith wasn't great yesterday by any stretch. Don't let the final numbers fool you, 369. 31 of 47, two touchdowns, no pickles. He was horrible. He was wretched in the first half and parts of the third quarter. But then, like a true pro, like a true veteran, and like a balanced machine on offense, they took advantage of a weakened, thinned, tired, commander's defense and just went boop, 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 whatever way they wanted. Whether it was Zach Charbonnet, whether it was Kenneth Walker III, whether it was DK Metcalf, whether it was Tyler Lockett, whether it was Will Dizzle, Drizzle, whatever the hell his name is, whatever they wanted. Jackson Smith and Jigba to some degree, whatever they wanted to do in the last, let's call it quarter and a half or so of that game, They did with very, very, very little resistance. There were plays that there was resistance. But let's be honest. Let's be very clear and very blunt. Everyone is going to blame Jack Del Rio because he's the coordinator. And trust me, he deserves a lot of the blame. Everyone's going to then blame Ron Rivera or equally, however you distribute it in your mind. And again, they deserve the blame. I'm not here to defend them. The time for defending is long gone. It's not my job to defend, you know, Ron Rivera because he's a nice guy. I'll point it out. He's a nice guy. He's been good. He's been nice to me. He's been nice to the media. He's been great to my, you know, great to my kid a time or two. All of that is fair. But just like I can't be advocating for Nick Gates to play because he was great to my kid. I can't be advocating for Ron Rivera to be the continuing head coach of this team because he's a nice guy, because he's helpful. The bottom line is there is no way out of this. They are what they are. Two weeks ago, I said they finally realized what they are and what they aren't. 
by trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And they didn't do that just because just because they were on expiring contracts. They did that, in my opinion, privately, internally, because they realized, I think, I hope, what all teams, general managers, coaches, executives, have to realize internally, privately, that you're not good enough, that you'll try hard, that you'll prep hard, you'll play hard, you'll give it a go, you'll give it a run, but you're not good enough. And you know it when you know it. And I've known it for weeks. I haven't hid from you on this radio show. Whether you like me, don't like me, listen, don't listen. Whether you believe me, whether you think I'm negative, whatever. I have not hid for one second. I picked this team to make the playoffs by the barest of margins. I was wrong. As usual. But I was right on this. When you lose the way this team has lost, A to Buffalo at home, B, two weeks, a week and a half after that to the awful Chicago Bears, three weeks after that to the Giants, games like yesterday, barely win games that you should win by more margin because you allow teams to hang in there. When you do all that, it doesn't take Albert freaking Einstein to realize what you are and what you're not. You're a middling, mediocre, at best, mediocre plus. At absolute best, you are a mediocre plus team. At the absolute best. And in reality, on a day-in, day-out basis, and especially on Sunday, or sometimes on a Thursday night, you are not a mediocre plus team. You're not a mediocre team. You're a mediocre minus team. And that's what you are. The quarterback is on the ascent. The quarterback is on the rise. He ain't perfect. That was a killer turnover. But this day isn't about, hey, man, Sam Howell should have done this, should have done that. Listen. We'll talk about all that as the week goes along. This day is your quarterback is giving you a chance to win these games. Your offense in general, while far from good enough, and make no mistake about it, they did not run the ball enough effectively yesterday once again. They didn't even try for two and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden, oh, they tried. And what happened? Hmm. Hmm. They ran it pretty damn effectively, I would say. And what happened? They went from nine points in the first half all the way to 26. And they could have had more. Again, this isn't necessarily about the offense. This is about a defense that, A, gives up 64-yard touchdowns to physical running backs. Kenneth Walker the third, and Ramondre Stevenson the last two weeks, where they were untouched. 64-yard touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. Not to, again, Devin A. Chain. Not to Barry Sanders. 
not to Adrian Peterson in his prime, but to physical, more thumping backs, and they weren't even close to stopping them. This is about a defense that once again did not create a single turnover. Not one. Not one. Seattle's defense did. Washington's defense. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal, guys. Again, you're all going to call and scream for Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera's fight. I I get it. That's part of the deal. I, you know, look, I don't blame everything on the coaches. I don't blame most things on the coaches. It is not working. It is not working at all, period, end of story. And if I was Josh Harris, I would at the very, 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 very minimum say to Ron Rivera, look, I know you're trying. I know the effort's there. I know you're a play here and a play there away from winning some of these games. It's not good enough. It's not working. We have to send a message to the guys on the field, whatever they're doing, it is not good enough. It's not consistent enough. It's not good enough. It's not acceptable. And somebody has to have accountability. And somebody has to suffer the consequences. And we can't bench everybody's ass because we, as it is, don't have enough people and warm bodies. You want to know why David Mayo was out there yesterday? It's because Cody Barton is on IR. Now, you might say to me, have a better answer than Cody Barton and David Mayo at Mike Linebacker. You're right. I didn't make that decision. They did. They're the ones that invested $22.5 million a year into Deron Payne. I didn't make that decision. I like Deron Payne. I wouldn't have paid Deron Payne long term after one really dominant year. But they did. And I understood why they did. But they did. But that left you bargain shopping. That left you looking for pedestrian pieces. And what happens when you get pedestrian pieces, boys and girls? You get pedestrian results. And that's what this team is all about. They allowed 489 yards. And guess what? Along with the 29 points, it could have been a lot worse. If Geno Smith was on for the first two and a half quarters of the game, if Geno Smith was on, they could have allowed 600 yards and 38 or 40 points. And while they had some bad breaks, and make no mistake about it, the Emmanuel Forbes ejection, absolutely ludicrous. The NFL should be embarrassed, humiliated. But they're too busy being embarrassed and humiliated by putting the Jets and the Raiders on Sunday night football. The Patriots and the Colts on Sunday morning Frankfurter football in Germany. And the Panthers and the Bears 
on Thursday night football like anybody in America needs to see the stupid Chicago Bears twice in five weeks on Thursday night football. Enough! So you think they're going to be smart enough to figure out that Emmanuel Forbes should have been penalized and not ejected? Of course not. Dumbest sports league in the land. And all you people act like they can't walk on water. Oh, they're so smart because the ratings are so high. No! has nothing to do with that. Because they make so much money. I've always said, you can make a lot of money and be a big dum-dum. And be a big dum-dum. This team tried hard yesterday. They did. As usual, they were not good enough. As usual, they couldn't come up with a big play when they needed it. They came up with some big plays, but the big play that they needed, when they needed it the most, they had no answer. And that's how you lose games in this league. And that's, to me, not solely on the coaching staff. That is, the DNA of players, for whatever reason, is not good enough. You want to say, well, the coaches picked them? Sure. Sure. But you know who's got better DNA? Geno Smith. DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker III. Devon Witherspoon. Reek Woolen. Even Jamal Adams, who drives me crazy. That's who's got better DNA. You know who's got better DNA? Pete Carroll. Shane Waldron. You know who figured it out quicker and earlier and more effectively? The Seattle Seahawks. And yeah, maybe if they were on the road, maybe they lost that game. Maybe they don't execute as well as they did in the final quarter plus. Maybe. I don't know. But all I know is what I saw, and the results are what they are. The proof has long been in the pudding. The late, great Chick Hearn, the legendary voice of the Lakers, who many of you might not know, once, you know, his famous call was something to the effect of, you know, when the Lakers would, like, ice a game, it would be like, you know, something like the eggs are in the, uh, the you know, the eggs are in the, the fridge, the, the butter's jiggling, getting harder, <laughs> and the jello's jiggling, or whatever the hell he used to say. I got to get the exact, you know, it's been a long time since I heard it. But that's what, that's what, has been the case about this football team for a long time. They're good enough to compete most games. They fight. They're not good enough to win. They're not good enough to be better. They're not good enough to dig deep down in their soul and find a way to pull it out. They're not good enough in that area. They don't have the so-called intestinal fortitude. And I think many of you know that and realize that and understand that. Why? That's the difficult part. That's the difficult part. That's how we open on this Monday, 121 on the T980. Let's go on the phones. Jay Gruden will join us at about 2.30. Ron Rivera will speak to the media around 3. You can join us right here, right now. Ace Law listener lines open. For you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. You can tweet, yell at me on Twitter, X, at WrestleMania621. 
Matt is at Mr. Underscore Me 93. He'll be answering your calls on the other side on the Ace Law listener lines. Again, in a wreck, Ace Law. I hope you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW, 8888-ACE-LAW. But first, you call us, 301-230-0980 on a misery Motown Monday in the nation's capital. The Commanders dropped to 4-6, and six, losing to the Seattle Seahawks 29-26. to 26. Where do they go from here? What pissed you off the most from yesterday's swan song? Not swan song. From yesterday's soiree in Seattle, you get what I'm looking for. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Not very good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What becomes of a broken heart? Well, a good friend of mine who's a diehard Commanders fan who works in Major League Baseball texted me right after the game and said, how do you deal with this? And I said, I'm numb. I'm always numb. You know, even when this team wins, it's not really enjoyable. It's biting your fingernails down to the very... Last remaining shred, the the cuticle and then some. It's not fun. It never is fun. Not dealing with this outfit. And the losses, and the losses like yesterday are just agonizing. Now, some of that could have been because they didn't have Emmanuel Forbes, their first-round pick, somebody who had finally played better last week against pedestrian receivers, against a pedestrian quarterback, against a pedestrian offense, and that might be kind in describing the New England Patriots. So this was going to be a much bigger test, and it didn't last very long. Emmanuel Forbes was ejected. But maybe he would have created a turnover. Maybe he would have been on Tyler Lockett late. Maybe he wouldn't have been uh, you know, giving up slant-a-palooza and in-cut-a-palooza to DK Metcalf with under 50 seconds left. Maybe. I don't know. I can't conclusively say. But before we turn it over to you on the phones, from the pool report yesterday, I just want to bring this up in case you haven't seen it. Uh, and this is via John Kahn. And I think Nikki Javala does all the pool reports. I could be wrong on that, but just work with me here. On the Emmanuel Forbes unnecessary roughness penalty... They were asked, Walt Anderson was, 
was that called clearly for the helmet-to-helmet hit? And he said, yes, the foul on the field was for forcible contact on a defenseless player, which was the receiver. I think we all understand that. There's nobody, there's nobody with half a brain, quite honestly, that should be thinking that wasn't a penalty. That's a penalty. Period. I said it live. I said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It was clearly a penalty. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Then, what happened after that, the ejection, and the follow-up question, what determined the ejection? I know they said at the game here, and I guess this is Nikki asking the question to Walt Anderson, who's like the, I don't know, senior director of officiating, whatever the hell he is, who cares? Um... He said, I know they said at the game, or she said, I know they said at the game here that upon further review, they decided it was grounds for ejection. And Anderson answers, yes, right. Rule 19 allows New York, meaning league command, whenever a flag is thrown for unnecessary roughness on the field, it allows us to take a further look. We're trying to avoid what we're trying to avoid, what we're looking to try and avoid, if I could read in English, is helmet to helmet contact. It was certainly not a bang-bang type play where you have both the defender and the receiver just playing for the, fo- for the football. We want players to stay away from helmet-to-helmet contact. We're also looking at is the defender making the attempt to play the ball or is he making no attempt to separate the ball from the player in terms of going straight for the head. And in this case, it was the latter where he just went straight to the head And that's why it rose to the level of disqualification. Now, again, there are plenty of hits that are helmet to helmet, straight to the head, where you do not get an ejection. Why this one? I don't know. Somebody said after the game, well, Kareem Jackson didn't get ejected. He didn't get suspended for the hit against Logan Thomas in the end zone in Denver in week two. He did get ejected. Okay? So we can't say... That. I thought it was more bang-bang than what they're saying. But I had no problem again at all with Emmanuel Forbes being ejected. Nobody should. He deserved to get, I'm sorry, uh, penalized. He deserved to get penalized. I don't believe still that he deserved to get ejected. And I have to wonder, as I sit here now, 15 or so hours later, or whatever it is, 20 hours later, I have to sit here and say, did that cost, help cost them the game? Because Benjamin St. Juice was bad down the stretch. There's no other way to say it. He was bad down the stretch. And the commander's defense and coverage was terrible down the stretch. And I have no choice but to wonder if that contributed to that. I don't know for sure, but I have to think it somewhat contributed. That being said, I don't sit here and go, well, the only reason why they lost, the only reason why they gave up nearly 500 yards and 29 points is because Manny Forbes was ejected unfairly early in the game. I can't do that. It's part of it. It's part of the reason. How much of it? I don't know. 10%, 15%? I have no idea. He would have helped. He would have helped. And for a guy who theoretically is a defensive ball hog, would have been nice to get a takeaway I if mean, he was in the game. Now, it's perfectly legal for somebody else to get a turnover. Yes. Or a takeaway, I should say. Well, well, it's perfectly legal. You're, you're allowed to sack. Sacking is allowed for other teams. Right, right. but but 
I, again, Emmanuel Forbes was was drafted partially, if not maybe mostly, for his penchant for creating takeaways. He's yes. not the only one. No, but that was that one of is his capable main, of doing that. That was one of his main keys. Absolutely. But when you get that, and it hurts you in coverage and the ability to generate takeaways, I have no choice but to sit here and say, man, if they had Emmanuel Forbes, maybe they win that game. I don't know. How do you feel about that? We'll get to your calls right after the trending alert right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, we are presented by uh, the BMW dealers now through November 30th. During the BMW Black Friday sales event, lease an all-electric 2024 BMW iX X-Drive 50 for $7.99 per month for 36 months with $64.29 due at signing. Details available at BMWCenters.com. While the commanders continue to lick their wounds, now four and six, home this Sunday against the New York Giants who were blown out in Dallas Yesterday, uh, go figure, they have a major uh, issue, and they may have lost Andrew Thomas for the rest of the year. Monday night football tonight. Uh, It is the Denver Broncos in Orchard Park, New York, against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, And that game is coming up again um, at 7.30, the pregame coverage on 106.7 The Fan. And that's what's trending. All right, it is a Misery Motown Monday. We're going to go right out to your calls. We can talk about all the individual little situations. We'll weave that into the phone calls, but let's hit it up right now. 301-230-0980-301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Let's go out in the leadoff spot, Rod, in Landover to get us going here on a Misery Monday. What up, Rod? How are you? (laughs) Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, What's shaking, Rod? Well, look, man, look, who would have thought, man, that 11, 11 or 12 weeks into the season, man, that the best player we got is Sam Howell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, no one's seen that coming. But, look, here's the thing. So, you know, I was looking at the game yesterday, and I happened to look at the stats. And I, and I, at the end of the game, Sam Howell had 40, he had through 44 passes, right? But how many of those passes did Jahan Dotson catch? Uh, yeah, he, he threw forty-four passes. Yeah, I'm trying to find the I'm trying to find the exact number. It, it was uh, two, I want to say. Uh, no zero. Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh, I was two targets. Two targets. That's what I was getting confused on. My two bad. Targets. Yeah, zero catches. So, so, so once again, we've been sold. You know, it's it's funny, man. In preseason, they was you know reporters, everybody was talking about how yep. Jahan Dotson was the yep. was the next coming of the second best, you know, wide receiver and blah, 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 blah. This Sam Howell threw 44 passes, and Dotson didn't catch not one. Yeah. Now, listen, this, this team, and he was a first-round pick. Yeah, but that, but that's now, not this, the reason why they lost, right? I mean, we can, argue, know, we can that, argue that they could have won if John Dotson played and was a part of the offense like he had been the last two weeks, but that's not the reason why they lost. No, no, no. 
point is, that's the reason why they suck. They, they just don't have nobody. I mean, the, 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 the thing is, Watson is just one hey, Rod, I got to let you run. Your your phone call is your phone is cutting in and out. I got the overall point. I uh, appreciate you. Uh, it's just your phone was, like, really carved up there. Listen, Jahan needs to be a bigger part of this offense, period. Up until like midway through the fourth quarter, maybe five minutes left to go in the game, uh, basically on the um, basically on the start of the Deami Brown touchdown, is like Terry McLaurin had like three catches for seven targets and like twenty yards. Terry McLaurin wound up with uh, eight targets, four catches, thirty-three yards. Still, clearly not good enough. But the bottom line is, like, they were making plays in the passing game twice to Brian Robinson, who was just left alone on the sideline because the Seahawks were like, all right, we're going to give up something. That's what we're going to give up because we're going to throw a blanket with Reek Woolen and Devon Weatherspoon over Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. We're going to take that all of that away. And, you know, kudos to them. Kudos to them. But that's not the reason why they lost. Could they have made... Listen, if this team scored more than nine points in the first half, maybe they win that game? Sure. Maybe they win that game. I I mean, but the same could be said, like if the Seahawks connect on one of their butchered plays, especially on third down in the first half, that they had an opportunity to convert on, maybe, you know, maybe... I mean, we could play the maybe game forever. The bottom line is it's not good enough. It's not good enough, period. Uh, let's get to Kevin in Arlington. Kev, always good to hear from you. How are you, pal? Hey, Rooster. Thank you for taking my call. I want to go back a little to what you said earlier in your lead-up, and that goes to the uh, you know, the lack of game day on-field contestable fortitude. Hey, hey, Kev, let me, let, let, I hate to do this to you. Let me put you back on hold. We're having some problems uh, with our phone lines. Not sure. Everything's like all choppy and cutting out. So we're, we're trying to, uh, we're going to try and fix that. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we got to work on that. Uh, hopefully we will be able to get an answer for you guys in a couple of minutes. I hate to do this, but you know, we just, I mean, it's, it's just so hard to hear anything with the phone lines chopping in and out. Uh, so we'll attempt to reset, try and get back on schedule and, uh, get the phone lines working so that we can hear everybody, and we'll come back and take your calls. Uh, the Commanders lose 29-26. I would say in heartbreaking, and it is, but expected fashion. One thing we haven't touched on just yet, should Ron Rivera have gone for two? And if they went for two, of course, if they didn't make it, the game would be over, and they wouldn't suffer such an agonizing end, right? But if they went for two and made it, and had a one-point lead, would they have maybe played that last drive differently? Maybe would things have worked out differently? I don't. Again, we don't know. But should he have gone for two? Based on everything that we can say and how things are done in the NFL, yeah, he should have. And I said it right at the moment. This isn't hindsight. It's not what cost them the game. But maybe, maybe... If Joey Sly doesn't miss that extra point early in the game, off the upright, highest snap, maybe if Ron goes for two in that spot, they have a three-point lead, right? If Joey Sly doesn't miss the extra point early in the game after the first Brian Robinson touchdown, 
And if they then go for two to make it a three-point lead when you tie up the game, or actually, you know, when when you when you score with Diami Brown with fifty whatever seconds left, again, you you would have had one more point from the sly missed extra point, so it would have been twenty-seven. 26 Washington, you would have gone for two to give yourself a chance at a three-point bulge. Then, if they drive down the field, which they do, and kick a field goal at the minimum, you're going to overtime. So the answer is, hell yeah, Ron should have gone for it, and of course he didn't. Different circumstance than week four in Philadelphia, hell yeah, he should have gone for it. He didn't. All right, we'll try and fix the phones. That's what we'll play on a Monday right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. It is a Motown Misery Monday. We'll try the phones here in just a sec. Again, give it a whirl, right? Can't hurt. We're told uh, it's uh, some technical issues uh, that are a little bit beyond our control at this point. We'll try one more time, and if not, we'll have to reconvene and hold off, and you'll have to be stuck listening to me. Of course, you can tweet me at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621 on Twitter slash X. Um, Before we go back to that call, I'll just say this. They gave up. Did the Commanders... A 27-yard slant and run and broken tackle and extra yardage play. All combined. Second and 10 from the Seattle 48-yard line. You're about 15 to 17 yards away from field goal range. You know you've got to make a stop. You know that they're going to try because they've been doing it for a large part of the game, an in-cut or slant, that's it. They were trying to attack David Mayo, and they were trying to attack Benjamin St. Juice, and a lot of it was in-cuts and slants. Maybe a post. But you know what I'm talking about. And you allow 27 yards. Eh. And I know DK Metcalf is a beast, but come on, man. Now, you want to say, that's Jack Del Rio? Linnell would say, that's Chris Harris, the departed defensive backs coach. No. That's players not playing well enough. Players not executing enough. That's DK Metcalf wanting it more. Finding a way. Geno Smith being in rhythm. Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, And I think the safety on that play that was helping trying to make the tackle was Percy Butler. Not good enough. All right, let's try the phones again. See if we can hook up with Kevin in Arlington and get a better connection here. Kev, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me better? Yeah, it's better now. Let's let's pray for uh, let's let's pray for uh, (laughs) a good rest two and a half hours. Yeah, I get where you're going with, you know, let's not just blame the coaches. And, and frankly, there's plenty of blame to go around. But I really think there's a big picture thing. And if you'll give me a moment. Sure. Um, you mentioned earlier the lack of game day, uh, intestinal fortitude, or I call it, it's on game day, especially where you see it. To me, 
and this is intangible, but it's one of the last vestiges of the last quarter century culture of colossal failure that dumb and diabolical Dan Snyder is responsible for. It has not lifted, okay? You mentioned Harris should probably go to Rivera to express, this is not working, Ron, and I don't disagree with you. You know, last night I was so angry, I wanted blood. I wanted someone's head. But the problem with that, to me, is that Rivera, Del Rio, the Marty Party who picked these players, the players themselves, everybody's at fault. Mm -hmm. So firing any coach or coaches is probably questionable, given, to me, you don't seem to have an obvious in-house candidate to replace Del Rio because, oh, Harris isn't here anymore. And so, to me, the next GM in January should not be saddled with an interim enemy head coach, given rooney rule politics, the fact that, you know, and I think you'll appreciate this, Eric doesn't seem to care too much about the running game, which clearly is placing additional stress on the defense they didn't face a year ago. I mean, there's so much wrong, and you can't fix it. And the schedule's going to get worse and tougher. And so to me, I get, I guess, why Harris is just standing back. I know, you know, Doc has said time and again, Ron, uh, Ron needs a boss. Who's the boss? And unfortunately, I don't think Ron's going to find out entirely who the boss is until he gets his pink slip on mm-hmm. January 8th. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on just about all of that. I mean, you know, listen, uh, and I appreciate you as always, Kev. Good, good call. Uh, and I'm glad we got the phone lines, at least for now, straight now. Here's the deal. What I, 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 what I think I did not add to my thing earlier is, you know, Josh Harris is trying to be patient. He's trying to say, hey, man, I'm not diabolical Dan. I'm not a jerk. I'm trying to – you guys are in most of these games. Not every game, most of these games. You were never in the Bears game. I mean, you got back into it, whatever. You were never – Fully in the Bills game, but it was sixteen nothing at the end of three. That's not that's that's not dominated. It wasn't good enough, but not dominated. You guys have gone toe to toe twice with the Eagles, but haven't been able to find a way. So you're there. There's signs of life. There's signs of hope. But if you're Josh Harris and you're the new ownership group, what you have to do is dig deep down in your soul. And again, realize what you are and what you're not. And that's a really, really tough thing. You know, at times in my career, I've had to say, hey, man, the reason why you're not as successful as the next guy is because maybe, you know, and I'll fill in the blank, maybe you talk too much. You're not as crisp. You're not as effective. You're too mean. You're too headstrong. You're trying too hard. You're too serious. I've had to do all of that. Self-evaluation. And I've had to figure out why things weren't good enough or why they weren't better. And I still do that every day. It's time for Josh Harris to realize it's okay that you don't want to be the bad guy. But something has to change if for anything, but figuratively, right, to hope that by firing Jack Del Rio, and again, I don't want to advocate for coaches being fired, but by firing Jack Del Rio, maybe, just maybe, it'll wake somebody up. 
maybe somehow guys will be galvanized to give a little bit more. Maybe. Not a guarantee. It's unlikely to sustainably work, especially against some of the competition you have coming up. But maybe that's the only thing they can do at this point to change things around. Uh, let's go to Ethan in uh, Annapolis uh, right here on the Team 980. What's up, Ethan? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, just basically basically, just wanted to bring up, you know, you hit the nail on the head about being numb uh, to this team. And even when they win, it's it's basically just like fool's gold. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, we could talk about the defense all day long, but I think the bottom line is, is that they just don't have – you don't have one elite player on this team, and, and I think that's why they traded away the defensive ends. And, and they, you might even see one of the defensive tackles get traded when the new GM and coach come in. But it's just been a team that, that constantly underachieves. Like you said, but you bite your nails down to the uh, – you know, Cuticles or the, whatever. Your yeah. ski, the ski, ski, exactly. Yeah. But I, one, thing, one thing that's really – I think people have missed on this year or maybe has been forgotten – is I'm just shocked at how much, how many big drops the receivers have had in some of these games. Mm-hmm. And it happened at the end of the game yesterday with Crowder and then yeah. Dotson, I think, two plays later. Yeah. And Dotson had a huge drop in the Giants game. Terry had two huge drops in the Eagles game. In the first uh, Eagles game, it was Dotson. So I, we could talk about the defense all day long, but I just think even their, their best players on offense have not come through in, in key situations this year. But at the end of the day, it's just fool's gold, even if they were 6-4. and four. Uh, They need to get a new coach in here. They need to get people who can really pick football players. And, and as much as I love somebody like John Allen, he hasn't done a lot this year that I've seen. They're not getting the pressure up the middle that they should. And you need to get people who can say, you know what, I love this guy, but he's, he's going to be in his eighth year. Let me trade him and get a second-round pick or whatever, get younger and see what we can put together. I mean, we, we, we have the worst linebacking core I've ever seen mm-hmm. in, in, in probably the history of this league. I mean, Kelly Hudson and Mayo wouldn't, would be, wouldn't start on anybody else's team. So um, I know you got other callers, but thanks for taking my call. No, I appreciate and, it. Good and, call. And, uh, yeah, talk. good to hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ethan in Annapolis uh, right here. 301 It looks like we got the phones uh, straightened out. Hopefully that holds up. So just be patient with us. We'll get back on track right after 2 o'clock in the nation's capital and beyond. On this Misery Motown Monday, the commanders dropped to 4-6. and six. Giants up ahead. Please, please don't think that that's a guaranteed win because it's not. Not with this outfit, not with this team, not ever. Not ever. But one thing we know for sure, yesterday was a try-hard game, was a this close, but it reinforced once again everything that we know about this team, and that's it ain't good enough, period. End of argument, and it never will be with this current regime on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.